this is Philip A. Janselmo, and you are listening to Talk To Me with Joshua. This is Talk To Me. The official podcast of MetalNexus.net. Your host, Joshua Toomey, bring you epic rants, anecdotes, and interviews with heavy hitters from hardcore A new life to hair metal. is Talk To Me. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Talk To Me. This is episode 133, and yes, it has happened. Philip H. Anselmo is the special guest this week. Got to send a huge shout out to Fist over at Metal Nexus for helping set this up. Also to Philip H. Anselmo's publicist. You know who you are. And uh, what other podcast gives you Rob Flynn one week? Phil Anselmo the next. Nobody else but the Talk To Me podcast. Thank you for listening. I am Joshua Toomey. Man, I am so happy. So, so happy to have Phil Anselmo on the podcast. You guys know I'm a huge Pantera dork. And uh, man, it was great to talk to him. Talk to him for about almost half an hour today. Uh, hopefully get him on in the, in the future. I think he enjoyed his time on the Talk To Me podcast and uh, talked a lot of great stuff about some uh, New Orleans Saints football. They're in the playoffs this week, like my wonderful Tennessee Titans, who just beat Chris Sinzak's Kansas City Chiefs. And then also we talked a little bit of Dimebag Daryl and then also the great new Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals album, Choosing Mental Illness as a Virtue. That is out January 26th. When it comes out, support Philip H. Anselmo and all that he does. It's actually a great album, man. I was listening to it today, listening to it yesterday, really digging it and uh, a lot of great stuff on it. Also, we got Rob Rivera's pick from the kit. He picks a great Pantera classic, has a great Pantera story. So let's get into the show. I'm not going to do shout outs for sharing. I'm not going to do an iTunes review this week. Gonna going to postpone that for a little while. Might get back into it. If you guys are really missing the shout outs for sharing, if you guys are missing the iTunes reviews being read on it, make sure to head over to facebook.com slash talk to me talk. That is uh, T-A-L-K-T-O-O-M-E-Y-T-A-L-K. And let me know if you guys really want that stuff back there. If you like it, if you enjoy hearing your name every week on the podcast, I don't mind saying it. Uh, I just wonder if it's kind of getting on people's nerves having to sit through the shoutouts for sharing. So let me know either way. Does shoutouts for sharing bother you? Do you like shoutouts for sharing? Let me know, and I will let you guys know in the future. If you want to support the Talk To Me podcast, make sure you're heading over to patreon.com slash talk to me. Uh, you can sign up to be a Patreon, a patron of the Talk To Me podcast over there. And also make sure you're heading over to metalnexus.net slash talk dash to me for past episodes of the podcast featuring Wes Borland, Matt Hafey of Trivium, got the uh, Rob Flynn episode from last week. Thank you guys for sharing that. Thanks to the PRP for running an article on that uh, on that Rob Flynn episode. Also, thanks to the uh, Blabbermouth for sharing the uh, Jeff Waters of Annihilator episode two months after I had posted it. So I guess they were they were in the holiday downtime. They needed to find something, and uh, they, they pulled from my Annihilator interview. So that's also there on MetalNexus.net, so make sure you're ch- heading over there, checking out all the great stuff. And if you would like a Talk To Me t-shirt, you can always go to Amazon.com, or you can reach out to me directly. I have some laying around the house that need to get out of here. So with that being said, let's jump into Rob Rivera's pick from the kit, and then we will talk to Phil Anselmo, and then we will talk about the future of the Talk To Me podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Rob Rivera, and this is Rob Pick from the Kit on Talk To Me, and today my pick is Heresy by Pantera, a band that is so missed. I got I miss that band so much, and the one story I have is I only saw Pantera once. I saw him at the channel in Boston, Massachusetts. I had just moved there from Puerto Rico. And that was one of the first shows. It was Pantera, Exodus, and Suicidal Tendencies. And, and God, the energy and the... I like saying energy because those shows were so mind-blowing. It's the only show I've ever been that, that with the music, the in-between music that was playing with the bands changing over. There was a mosh pit from the first note of music you heard, whether it was from the PA, with the band setting up, till the last end of Suicidal. 
So it was a five-hour mosh fest. People were moshing the entire time. I got jumped on, kicked in the head. Hair got, I was long, had long hair back then. Hair got pulled. There were so many fights. And, and it was the most, still probably the most mind-blowing show that I've ever seen in my life. And I remember listening to Pantera way back uh, before Phil was even in the band. I had their record projects, projects in the jungle, sorry. And that I had uh, Terry Blaze, I think was the name of the singer, who went to sing in this band called Lord Tracy. And I lived in when I lived in Massachusetts. I remember there was a, uh, a Sunday night metal show. They promoted the the show. So with you know suicidal with Exodus and special guest uh, Pantera. I'm like. Pantera, and then they played Cemetery Gates. When I went to see him, I said, "Holy shit, that's Diamond Daryl," and he was being called Dimebag. And when they started, you heard, you heard that jugga 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 that intro for Cowboys from Hell. And when they started, oh my God, Phil jumped out. He had the long hair and the tattoos, and he jumped out into that crowd. He staged over that place. Erupted. That was 30 minutes of the most brutal set. Well, one of the most brutal sets because I saw Slayer at that same venue. But um, the sound, how tight they were, and it Phil jumped out in the crowd over 10 times in half an hour. It was just so amazing. And then when I got the record, and, and I, I, I couldn't believe. Like at first, at first of all, it sounded amazing as Terry Date did it. And I heard Heresy, and it started with those harmonics, and it's, oh my God. It's, I just wish, God, I wish that band was still around. I love you, Dime. Uh, rest in peace, my friend. Mind-blowing band. I don't think we'll ever get another Pantera, or Pantera-style band that connected with so many people, and, and the people in the band were some of the nicest people that had ever been in the industry. I don't know anyone that ever said anything bad about those dudes. And when they were in their heyday touring and stuff. So, anyway, here's Pantera's Heresy. Enjoy.
right, man. So we got Philip H. and Somo on the line, man. It is a pleasure to speak with you today. Huge fan since uh, since way, way back in the day. How are you today, man? I'm doing good, brother. Talk to me there, there to me. <laughs> you like that? Uh, I do. I do like that. You know what I don't like is time limits. I wanted to tell you that. that by the way, I, I hate time limits. So, anyways, uh, if you, on, onwards and upwards, there to me. If you enjoyed this interview, you are more than welcome anytime to uh, to to take a make a long, nice chat. I can talk. My wife actually made the joke. She's like, "Why aren't you uh, writing some notes down?" I was like, "It's Phil and Somo. I could talk to." him for hours <laughs> <laughs> i'm easy like sunday morning reminder reminder nice nice all right well we are actually on the line talking about your second philip h and sumo and the illegals album choosing mental illness as a virtue Hideous, ain't it? it's a great album i was i've been listening to it the last couple of days got the uh, got the link man and you are as upset and angry as ever man it's a great album <laughs> I'm picking up my five-year chip on my shoulder, you know. No, man, honestly, it's a, it was a fun record to make. It was, honestly, uh, the end of 2015 through 2016, we did the record. And um, I got to give a gigantic shout-out to the guys in the band, Steve Taylor, Blue Gonzalez, Mike DeLeon, and Walter Howard. They did a great job. They came in day one focused and um, donating their hard grinding riffs to the project. And that was always awesome and uh, to the record itself. And uh, man, it was a fun process. And it was just, I, I really, I wanted to make a record that was uh, and pardon my um, dipping back into time and my age. I will be 50 this year. Good God, hideous, isn't it? Uh, anyway, once again, back to the hideousness. Um, I wanted to make a record as relentless as, like, Dark Angel, Darkness Descends, or Infernal Majesty, their first record, uh, None Shall Defy, that type of record. Uh, mixed with, I, I would say, the modernism of the Australian death metal scene, uh, which I was listening to like crazy uh, over the last few years. And um, finally, I'm hitting a dry patch where I'm kind of, uh, just music is background noise right now, and I'm more into just writing. Uh, I've been working on lyrics, but... Uh, back then, uh, those were the big influences. Those were the uh, points, so to speak. And uh, yeah, man, yeah, always, always uh, interesting over here. So, with you have a thousand projects going on at all times. Um, Thank goodness. <laughs> what What makes you the hardest working man in metal? What What drives you to do that? Uh, it's all I know how to do, man. That's all I know how to do. So, uh, thank goodness for it. And thank goodness for people who actually care. And for people who don't care and keep on preaching my name, keep on going. I love it, man. It's a... It's a free, it's a free world. It's a free country. It's like, man, fuck it. Let's, let's go. Music is, is, music is, uh, history, man. He, music is a lifetime. So I'm going to explore. I am an explorer. So bring it on. You actually are, are kind of, um, echoing the sentiments of the song individual, I think right there with, uh, you, you, you're very, uh, I was actually, I guess the question is, who are you speaking to in the song individual? Because I've, I've listened to it a few times and every time I'm going through, I get a, a different person you could be speaking to. So what, what are your interpretations of, of a song, this song individual? I think my interpretations were just, just 
bullseyed perfectly by your sentiments because with every, every listen, you get a different side to things. That's how I write songs. Every line, almost every word, there's this triple, quadruple meaning to me, at least. And in that sense, when people listen to a song, they can make their own judgments. I give a general overview and I let people take it and run screaming with it and take it in every different direction they want. Because as a matter of fact, I just did a, a an interview and somebody asked me about Little Fucking Heroes and I asked him, I said, well, what is your takeaway from it? And and what he told me was completely different and a million miles away from where my mind it was when I wrote the song. So for me, that helps build the lore, so to speak, of the song. So I let people just keep expounding and expounding. It's it, uh, always um, enlightening to go read uh, what people uh, interpret it. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought so many different ways. It's funny. So in a, in a project like this with your actual name on it, you know, this isn't Pantera, this isn't Scour, this isn't Down, this is Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals. Is there uh, more pressure on you to put out a better product or is this just uh, just another one of your bands? It's just another page in the book, Jack. You know, it's something I did, and it really doesn't get much more deep, shallow, or indifferent than that. With this project being your name, um, is this one that you could do a set of illegals plus add in a down song, add in a scour song, add in a you know even a Pantera song? Is that could you do that in this band? No, I. Uh... I mean, I know we messed around in the past, and really that was like I tried to articulate to people was really a one-off and may never happen again. I was being dead serious. I was being point-blank serious. And I know I joke around a lot, and I'm an absurd motherfucker, but when I say I'm being dead serious, I'm being dead serious. So... um with this incarnation of the illegals, I don't foresee any messing around with any other bands. I think Scour is a band. I think that's a done deal. So Scour songs will be played with Scour, Down always with Down, and so on and so forth per band. So, you know, the illegals, I think, are just going to be doing illegal stuff. And, uh,. Man, that'll make for a very tiny, intimate show, and I love it. I do. I can't. I, 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 I freaking love it, man. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. I love it, and I've always said, man, I'll do a gig anywhere, anytime, whatever, whatever size. And you know what? I meant it. I like. And but, but truth, truth is. I adore the smaller places, and there really, I mean, you can, this this can be traced back to a couple decades ago, man, when I was in one of the bigger bands around, you know, it's like I couldn't wait to run screaming back to the clubs. <laughs> With super joints, so I mean, it's it's you know, it, it, arenas are cool and whatnot. Uh, the experience was cool and all that stuff. But for me, I like the intimacy of a smaller place. Always have, always will. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely got the the range of you know half a million people in Moscow to you know the three, four, five hundred cap clubs. So I mean, you've definitely ran the gambit of uh, of live shows. Oh, man, and some of them are a lot smaller than that, man, you know, and I, and that's the cool thing, too. It's like, if you do a band like The Illegals, and it's it's uncompromising, it's uh, 
songs that people are not familiar with on a <laughs> on the level of uh, a band that actually gained um, commercial success like a Pantera or a Down or something like that, you know. I'm laughing because I, I know it's absurd with a band like The Illegals, and we know this too, you know. So the audience is going to be very... Um, small <laughs> and very uh, particular. And I guess the best thing is like if people are there, then I know they're there for the most part uh, because they actually like the music. So it's uh, it's easy to identify and, and, and um I guess connect, man. It's almost like playing sometimes like a private party or something, man. And that's always fun. I love it. Yeah, I'd seen, uh, I guess I saw Super Joints a year or two ago. And then actually I saw you came through, I do the show out of Louisville, Kentucky, and you did a meet and greet here, a little Q&A session at a club here. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, my listeners are going to kill me, and they also know how big of a huge Pantera honk that I am. So I got to sneak in a Pantera thing, and I was actually going to pull from the meet and greet. Um, you told a great story about trying out for Pantera, and you saw, like, Dimebag's big old hair through a control room uh, glass. I mean, can you, can you kind of expound on that and kind of, kind of rehash that story for me? Oh, God. Man, when I first joined the band, I swear to God, Dimebag, I mean, we were all awkward and growing up and young and skinny as crap. But I was I was super skinny, man. But Dimebag was so much skinnier than me, even. And he was definitely a smaller framed guy. But my lord, Rex had picked me up from the airport. We pulled up. I had been to a studio one time, and it was like some dudes house and he had a four track recorder <laughs> so so here i am pulling up in front of this freaking studio the real deal you know it wasn't big it was it was a small building but it was a, it was a um very efficient and nifty building man actually in 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 hindsight it's pretty it was pretty awesome but um uh i looked I guess the way we pulled in, my side of the the window was looking right through the front door of, of of the studio building, and that front door was all glass, so you could see straight in. And there was Dimebag sitting behind the console, and I swear, man, the dude looked like he was his neck was his long, just like, it, his neck looked like it was like six inches too long for his body. And the, his hair was like, it didn't, it was like one puff. <laughs> so he looked like an unraveled Q-tip is the way I, I've always described him. He, he looked like a freaking unraveled Q-tip. <laughs> And it's like his his hair wasn't long enough to touch his shoulders, really. So it was kind of like always bouncing all over the joint, man. It, it had this bounce to it, man. So he he would crack me up. And I do remember a little extension of that was uh, we after our first gig that we ever played together in Shreveport, Louisiana. Now, this is like the following weekend, I do believe, because I tried out like on a Monday, and I, it might have been the this the the, the following, yeah, it was, I think, that coming weekend. It was like I tried out on Monday, and then by Thursday, I was in a car driving up to meet them and just bringing a couple 
vinyl records I had with me under my arms and a bag with a pair of shorts. That's all I had, man. So that I, I, I was me moving to Texas. So I met them in Shreveport. Anyway, after the show, we were in the hotel room and we uh, smoked a little uh, hippie lettuce. And um, I just, I, I got the crack ups, man, to where I could not stop cracking up at dime bags lid. I just kept laughing. I couldn't stop. And he was like, what, man, what are you? He would always say, what are you casing on? What are you casing on? And I'm like, dude, I'm casing on Yon Lid. And he actually, uh, of course, had a great sense of humor. And so he started cracking up at his own lid. And that was pretty good stuff. So that was a good breakthrough moment earlier in our <laughs> Very early in our uh, relationship, man, just us cracking up, uh, you know, stone, fun, fun stuff. Yeah, that's great. And actually, with the uh, the new Dime Vision Two that's out, uh, it was great to see some kind of new footage of you two guys together. Even actually, the entire band uh, somewhat together again. So that was always fun. Let's uh, let's jump back to the Illegals. Uh, what's the what's the plan with the Illegals? I know the album comes out uh one twenty six eighteen so in a few weeks and then um you know will there be a touring how are how are you looking on all that well the thing is man I can't commit to definite shows right this second because I do have uh a medical ex- uh, procedure i need to get done but it's for the best it's great i can't wait to get it done and the recovery time is going to be pretty rapid so um i don't want to say oh man you know we're gonna be here on this definite date or this month or whatnot we are absolutely going to be playing shows but um i just cannot be absolutely specific on that right now because I am um, uh, you know when you're on the list for surgery then you are on a waiting list so uh, anyway I, I meet with my surgeon on uh, Friday and I'm hopefully get uh, squeezed in there and get everything up and running again all over again but that's always good adversity man makes you stronger uh, this will be edited up and put out tomorrow, so it'll be out before the weekend. So tell me how your New Orleans Saints are going to do when they go up to Minnesota this weekend. I am a realist when it comes to organized sports. I think my New Orleans, uh, pardon me, my, hold on. Yes, yes. My New Orleans Saints did really well this year. They did really surprising. This was the best rookie draft class we've had in, oh my God, since uh, 2006, easily. Um, but I think the buck stops in Minnesota. I think Minnesota's built defensively. I think, well, number one, we have a lot of key injuries on the defensive side of the rock, so that always comes into play. And, and so does home field advantage. I know what that feels like uh, from 2009. You get those two weeks off, and you get the rest, and you get the the much-needed rest. Football season is grinding. So, anyway, I I think with the rest, uh, with the defensive schematics, I don't think our offense really matches up all that well with their defense. And I think that their offense is... Pretty damn excellent. They've got some excellent playmakers. I like our defense, but I would like it a whole lot more if there weren't a couple key injuries that uh, I think are basically going to be our undoing. So I'm I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to say go Saints always, but I'm going to admittedly. Being a realist here, 
hand this one graciously over to the very tough and the very admirable Minnesota Vikings. Well, you have a better shot than I do being a Tennessee Titans fan. Uh, being a realist, we go to New Orleans. Hey, man, I, I, I pull for the Titans, man. I do. I pull for the underdog teams, man. And good Lord, what a victory last week from behind. I was, you know, I like, I don't mind the Chiefs either. Yeah. But to me, it's like it's been way too long for the Titans. And I was rooting for the Titans, man. So I'm. You, what do you got, Jacksonville this week? No, we go to New England. Oh, forget it. <laughs> Good season. Yeah, Good no, season. <laughs> yeah. Being a realist, uh, I don't. Yeah, you know, it's like, how do you? And that's a, and that's a whole other thing. It's like because when we all know that Pittsburgh has the best chance of beating mm-hmm. New England out of any of the damn teams, and personally, I hope it happens. But the Steelers have been there and done that so many times. What do they have? Six, six world titles. It's like, come on, man. Give me some Titans. Give me some Jacksonville. Give me some underdog teams. Let's get some freaking new blood in the AFC. You know, that's why I don't mind so much uh, the Vikings having their year. I, I don't mind uh, the Rams having the great year they had. Uh, Philadelphia, same thing. Even though, don't get me wrong, every other NFC team out there is the en- is the enemy, and every other NFC South team are the double enemy. So don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to be, uh, you know, uh, show a little class here. Because honestly, I, after the first two games of the year for the Saints, I was like, I was thinking, man, this is going to be a long, long season. But also in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, we have a very young secondary. I'm wondering when everything is going to start to gel. And man, it sure started to gel. And I really like our, our cornerbacks, especially. And I love our I love our safeties, even with Vaccaro out. I, I like uh, Von Bell, and I love Marcus Williams, man. Excellent, excellent draft pick, excellent rookie, along with Marshawn Lattimore. And you gotta love Alvin Kamara. Don't start him, Kamara. Go with Kamara. One of the few, uh, one of the few football players I've ever seen with a septum ring. I was thought that that throws me off, but yeah. I think he's one of the most beautiful athletes to watch in motion. He's like poetry in motion, man. When he gets in open space and does his thing, he is uh, a tough cat, man. Uh, and I would. Oh, God. You know, if we win this game, I would kiss him on the lips if he let me. I love the Saints. God damn it. You know, as an atheist, I will say, the freaking New Orleans football Saints are the only... uh, Well, I mean, I know the NFL is made up of 32 teams, but I only worship one God in this league and that would be the new orleans saint god whatever that would be (laughs) oh man i love i could talk football forever well like i said earlier anytime you want to come on and talk we can ramble about anything you want to but uh yeah man let's hook let's hook it up we'll have a chat we'll have a hangout fantastic phil well thank you so much for taking the time out today Good luck with the Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals album out January 26th. And uh, once again, man, pleasure talking to you. Oh, Joshua, my, my pleasure, brother. And uh, like I said, um, anytime, anywhere you need me, just uh, give us a heads up and we'll make it happen, brother.
Kirk Winstein from Crowbar here listening to Talk To Me. Again, thank you to Phil Anselmo for taking the time out today, for coming on the Talk To Me podcast. You guys know how much that meant to me. And uh, what a great conversation. Didn't get enough time with him. I needed more time with him. I need a full two-hour, a full two-hour West Borland-style interview with Phil Anselmo. Let's make that happen now, universe. I'm going to throw that out there to you. And uh, hey, Rex Brown. Hey, Vinnie Paul. 
you guys are next. That was one of my New Year's resolutions was having all surviving members of Pantera on the podcast. And uh, and two weeks into the year, here we are. We have Phil Anselmo. So, man, I can't, uh, can't be any happier if you were around me today. You knew I was in a good mood after talking to Phil Anselmo. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. And uh, let me know. Hit me up on uh, Twitter at TalkToMeTalk, Facebook.com slash TalkToMeTalk. Let me know what you guys think of this interview. And make sure to let all of your pantera loving friends let them hear this interview too it was fantastic i loved it all right and on to the uh the future of the podcast as you can see john is not with us as for the foreseeable future john will not be with us uh i'm not going to get into it but uh but yeah right now it's just going to be talk to me solo to me uh probably have some guests some special guest co-host coming up and uh, that'll be a lot of fun kind of mix it up every week and uh talk to talk to all kinds of people but yeah it's, uh, as of right now talk to me just me and uh we're going from there we're going to go from there no hard feelings with john please uh continue to support his uh star wars podcast the nerf herder council support everything he does and uh yeah no love lost here just moving on and uh moving on to bigger better things i just signed a contract with an internet radio station i'm not sure how much to throw out there i'm not sure if the talk to me podcast is going to go live I'm not sure if it's going to turn into a uh, more of a music show with some more interviews stuff like that we're all working that out but uh but so far so good and uh you know might make a few bucks from doing this and uh, you know i'm not going to turn out a few bucks for doing the talk to me podcast get to talk to my favorite uh, musicians get to talk to my friends play some good music and uh, get a few bucks for it sign me up <laughs> and speaking of talking to some of my favorite people, uh, next week on the podcast, guitarist John Five returns to the Talk To Me podcast. Going to be a great conversation. Have not recorded it yet. You know what? You know I don't normally like to uh, to talk about interviews that I haven't done yet. But you know what? John Five's a good dude. John Five will come through, and uh, that will be out next week. Also, a special guest co-host next week, Bob Nalbandian of the Rise of LA Thrash documentary. Uh, we'll be talking about his Rise of LA Thrash documentary. Be talking to John Five. It's been a great year so far. We got Rob Flynn. We got Phil Anselmo. We got John Five returning. I mean, I honestly need to just stop now. I mean, where do you go from here? Where do you go from here? Metallica, we're looking at you, bud. <laughs> I need some Metallica members on next. Here you go, Universe. I need some Metallica members. Rest of Pantera. I'm just going to keep adding to the list. If you guys keep listening, keep sharing, keep, uh, keep promoting the show, it'll only keep getting bigger and better. So yeah, John 5 next week. Bob Nalbandian going to be on the podcast Let's finish this episode out with one of my favorite tracks off of the great Southern Trend Kill. Let's go with 13 Steps to Nowhere. Let's finish this out right. A great Phil Anselmo episode. We've had some down. We've had some Philip H. Anselmo and the Illegals. We've had some Pantera. So let's have some more Pantera and finish it out on a high note. Until next week with John 5, here is Pantera with 13 Steps to Nowhere. Take it easy, guys, and we will talk to you next week.